0: Finley Toyota Studio. It's Cofield and Company.
1: All right, here we go Wednesday. All right, here we go Wednesday. I couldn't even get all right. Out. Willie Ramirez is here. It's Cofield. Danny is running the show. Busy. Cofield and Company on the way. Lots of football. Lots of events going on here in town. Got the Pro Bowl games. We got parties. We got celebrity basketball games. We've got the East-West Shrine game coming up. Willie covered the festivities this morning, so we'll have some good conversations along the way. Uh, hometown hero, DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson later in the show. But um, boy, one thing I hadn't expected to speak about today, Willie, was a retirement. Actually, a bunch of big retirements. Before we get to Brady, Ooh. Tom Brady, Ooh. don't be like that. Don't be like that.
2: uh, I didn't know Marsha Brady retired. There's actually
1: several retirements today. Did you see the other retirements? Mm -mm. And I wonder about the timing. Because I saw the timestamp on Brady's video here at 5.12 a.m. I think that's correct.
2: I think the first posting was on Instagram, but he probably...
1: Yeah, so Twitter was 5.12 a.m. Around... At 9 a.m. our time, Dr. Phil retired. And then in the last couple of hours, Ozzy Osbourne announced that he's not done with music completely, but he can't do shows anymore. So there will be no more touring. That's quite the trio. Dr. Phil a legend? Ozzy is. Ozzy is a legend. Ozzy is. But that's quite the trio, and I was thinking these things leak sometimes. But if you can, you can control when your retirement announcement comes out, why would Ozzie and Dr. Phil retire on the same day as Tom Brady? I guess it's one thing with Ozzie, but I mean he's pretty aware of American news. Dr. Phil should be. Don't you want your own day of reflection? Don't you want the spotlight? I think you would. Willie would. When Willie retires, Willie's gonna that day. Like, be real careful. If anyone had retired, like you know, the six eight hours before you make your announcement, I'm out. I
2: gotta go tomorrow. You know what? I'm not going to do it. What? I'm not going to retire on signing day. That too. Um, it's, I'm
1: not. That day, it's signing day. Impossible.
2: I'm not going to retire on. National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Uh, come on, guys. You're dissing the women. And I'm not going to retire on the first day of Black History Month. Ooh. Let's just you, do the headlines, You Tom.
1: freaking whites. What are you doing? Jesus. Weird day, right?
2: It is Dr. a weird Phil day. And Ozzie, it's a weird timing.
1: Dr. Phil and Ozzy go bye-bye. Tom Brady decides to retire. We'll get to all the ripple effect of that. Raiders, the rest of the NFL the Buccaneers, the world of TV, because he should be headed to TV sooner than later, but can we start out with the announcement and the crafting of the announcement? Let's, we had Danny split this into two pieces. Let's just uh, listen to piece number one as Tom Brady is on a beach and decides just to hold the camera up and retire.
0: for supporting me.
1: Okay. So supporting me starts to crack a little bit. Let's talk about the middle and beginning of this. First of all, the idea that, hey, today's the day and I'm not going to make a big deal of it. I'm just going to get on camera, fire out a one minute video. Let's go. What do you think about that decision? Just, hey, let's just do it. I control the news. Here it is. Phone video. Go. Instagram. Twitter, go. What do you think?
2: Good move? It's definitely a good move. Just if, if it was just, a, I woke up today and I'm going to retire. I'm, I'm, this is it, He didn't decide this morning when he woke up and said, okay, and I'm going to go down to the beach. Like it wasn't that. He knew, he's known that he was going to retire. Mm-hmm. But. That, that he just decided to, this is okay, screw it. I'm just, this is how i was going to do it. Yeah. I, he probably fine. got a text at like 7 a.m. Eastern. He doesn't need a press conference. He doesn't need an announcement. There'll be this. this, this, this. Yeah, I, I love the way that, yes, he just did it. And I love his awareness that
1: last year was kind of crazy. That yeah. I'm not, I, I can't do the dramatic thing again. I had my shot last year. That's done. No, simplistic.
2: I disagree. He didn't have his shot last year. You're talking about the retirement announcement? I got
1: spoiled a little bit.
2: No, he, he didn't have his chance because Adam Schefter stepped on his toes. Oh,
1: my God. You guys with the, the anti-Schefter stuff. It's not
2: anti-Schefter. Doing your job.
1: When you get it, you get it. You put it out. It's no, no respect for the athlete. When you get it, you get it.
2: No, BS. You you let him do it. He's earned the right to go out on his own accord, just like the kids today earn the right to make their announcement of where they're committing to. You don't need to, to jump on them and, and jump, oh, I so-and-so signing – you know, this, that, and then you ruin their nasty, their, their big day of announcing. Tom, you would never do that. I've never done that. Okay. Never. Okay. Absolutely not.
1: I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm just saying, no, you, no, I'm no, just no. wondering about your rationale.
2: I've been told plenty of times prior to, mm-hmm. but I've never, on, on commitments, yeah. never announced a high school kid's going here till that person said it's okay. I've held, for months, I've held stories. I've pre written stories. Your vault. Yeah. Back then, when I was covering high schools with locals, I've never never done that. I've said, hey, let me know when you're ready, and I've written the story, and it sat there. But with Adam Schefter, what he did last year, I definitely think that's, that's part of the reason that Tom Brady said, okay, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to go. I'm going to make this. now. I'm going to do it on my terms. And he went on, on his terms.
1: Because we're very selfish on the show, and it's about us. You mentioned the vault. Who's the most respected vault for you on Cofield and Company of all the people on the show?
2: What do you mean vault? Like tight? Like,
1: like you tell someone something, and you're like, "That's not going to get out." It's not easy. It's not easy. Hmm. Boy, that's boy, that's a lot of thought. Yeah. Okay, it can't be you. <laughs> like you have to, you you personally have to tell someone.
2: I got to tell somebody something. I got it. I got to get it. Out. You
1: have to. You have to. It might be. It might be something that's important to you, or you don't want anyone to know for months and months and months. You might have to think about this. This is tough. Look at him. He is perplexed. You want the break? We're not going to go to break right now, but you want the break to think about it?
2: Yeah, I'm going
1: to need it. Ooh, wow. This is, that's a good question. That's a good question. All right, so Brady says, uh, not going to draw it out, gets on video. He starts a crack at the end. This is where I was gotten a little bit. I don't know how this didn't move everyone, because you could see what was happening here.
0: My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors—I uh, could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to
1: live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Wow, that was it. He—he he, he wasn't. He was done.
2: Yeah, he had lost it. It
1: the, was the, cha-
2: the change. The 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 breath came in. Change. What's the, the when you hear Tom Brady's voice crack? Hmm. Is there one other time that you can think of? Because it, it, immediately, when I heard that this morning, immediately I thought of one other time that I've heard that voice crack, and it was you could tell there was genuinity behind it. When? Super Bowl. I don't remember which Super Bowl, but it was a kid reporter asked him who his hero was. Hmm. And he looked up, and he goes, wow, that's a great question. He goes, I would have to say my dad. And he started to get into it, and his voice cracked, his lips quivered, and he, and he just looked at the kid, and he went, my dad, and he couldn't keep going. That was Brady. So it, that was Brady? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the video still it still goes viral at times, like on Instagram and reels and whatnot. You've seen it, there. Yeah, it's it's. It, I I actually like that one. I, I do actually like that. That one sometimes gets to me just because my relationship with my son.
1: Did you get sad watching and listening to Brady this morning, especially the second no, half? No,
2: actually, I didn't. I didn't get sad, and I didn't like like get choked up. What I did was, I got happy for the guy. Like I was like, good for you, dude. Like I, I was glad that he decided to do it the way that he wanted to do it on his own, no fanfare, no announcement, no no no, you know, breaking. Tom Brady's going to suspect it that it was gonna, no no, he just did it. Just did. I I I really actually I was I was happy for the guy. Did you tear up?
1: <laughs> I was sad. I was sad. On the way back I'll tell you why I was sad cuz I think there was some stuff in that second statement. That you know, really meant a lot to him. And I get your point. He gets to go out sort of on top while he can still play football and not you know, embarrass himself the next couple of years, which I don't think was going to happen. But I'll tell you why I was sad. And uh, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Brady, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL, is retiring. One of.
0: Now. Back to Cofield and company in the Finley Toyota studio.
1: And I did not expect to be talking about all these retirements today. Ozzy, Dr. Phil and Tom Brady started it off. Sad man. Sad. Willie's here. It's Cofield. I actually cried when Brady said he was leaving the Patriots. It's a very big day for me because that meant that was the end of the Patriots and the AFC East and hope. Was back Willie. Now it hasn't worked out because the uh, Jets, as an organization, suck. But you know, a little bit, a little bit of uphill climb here, right? Little, little forward progress. But the Patriots dynasty was over. I got weepy. Um, this man delivered a lot of pain over the years. Delivered a lot of pain, a lot of miserable times. And by the way, it started. Or it continued with Bill Belichick having the Jets' job for like eight minutes and then retiring on a cocktail napkin. I still remember when I found out about that House of Blues on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. Never forget it. Didn't realize that I was going to go through twenty years of losing, just just no hope in the division. So a lot of pain, this man. A lot of pain. I, I want to go into my one second. I want to go into my dusty roads, right? Hard times. I didn't realize hard times were coming for the next 20 years. So this man, I uh, the combination with him and Bella Cheat brought me a lot of misery over the years, but I've come to appreciate who he is. I come to appreciate his greatness. I don't like seeing iconic athletes retire and they have to at some point because it's very sad. You I mean think about it. Athletes when they retire are not like the rest of us, right? A lot of us start coming into our flow, you know, like mid-30s. You 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 work to that point you're talking, you know, guys who are, and women, you know, 32, 38, in this case, 46. And then you're like, wait, everything I've known, all my structure, that's all gone now. And generally they're like, what the hell am I going to do? Because I got I to gotta work a little bit, right? Even if you're filthy rich, you want to do something. Now, Brady's already got it set up with TV. We'll hit that in the 5 o'clock hour. But I've always, I've always found these moments for the person very depressing because it's got to be a really – Hard decision. And I think for fans, when an icon retires, you start thinking about the era that just passed, and it makes you feel old.
2: Well, that's what I was just going to ask you about feeling old is I think the bigger thing that you're feeling sad about is this. Considering our age, we've been through the era of Staubach, Bradshaw, Tarkenton, then Aikman, Kelly, Marino, now Brady... Three eras, Steve. That's
1: That's that's a freaking depressing card because this last 20 years is not even really my sweet spot as a sports fan. There's the one in between. Yes. You and I are really more like late 70s into the mid-90s people. Yeah,
2: exactly. And then then as the career blossoms, you don't lose your fandom, but you get away from it because you have to take that fan hat off. You have to play that. You know what I mean? I mean, we didn't get the NFL to Las (laughs) Vegas until three years ago, but in a sense it kind of wears on you I and mean, how am i going to feel how are you going
1: to feel in 12 years when you're like it's all over patrick mahomes is done and you're like wait that was like the fourth era that i've been alive for right. in the nfl where you know the greats have a lifespan of 12 14 years in this case 20 years with brady 20 more than 20 years
2: you asked me earlier you know when i go out when i retire what and and i do the special i don't even know what the what the social media will be called it yeah. might be called the Flebel hobbin well, you know, we got Instagram, whatever. I'm, we could have a social media call. Are you gonna get weepy?
1: Depends on how you do it. <laughs> I mean, you can yank my chain. Yeah, it'll it'll get it will get it going if you do it the right way. You take that, that breathy thing, yeah, yeah. That gets me every time. What by, I make- by the way, last night coming back, nice win for UNLV, on the road, Fort Collins, yep. and yeah, you're in a good mood. Hey, I'm you know, covered a a win, right? Kids are all happy, turn on all American. Like the end of season, whatever it was for, and I'm like, "Thank God the lights are off," because I'm I'm weeping again. Don't Here we go. Me. Don't tell me I haven't. I'm not going to. I got to go Oh,
0: oh, oh, no!
2: I got to get back. Life to- and death I
1: situation. Gotta- Multiple times they got gotcha. you. I'm on a plane with a bunch of. I'm like, this is. I can't do this. And then Brady this morning, I'm an emotional wreck today. Jesus, the mess. Okay, I'm not going to say anything snarky about Brady, and I really stopped doing that like five years ago because I I really like. Uh, Brady, the person he's he's actually become more relatable, in the fact that he had a major relationship crisis, which we'll get to that yep. a little later.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So everyone today, I felt I, I I looked on social media, and I don't react with obligation, right? Whatever I think, I think. Like there was someone who passed away last week. I'm like, eh, I got some mixed feelings. No comment, right? But if I had to comment, I would comment. Like, there's no, it's too soon. So I didn't need to send out today, GOAT, greatest of all time, GOAT, 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 GOAT. I don't believe that. So I'm not going to send out GOAT. So Willie loves rankings. We're here on Willie Days to do the show for Willie, right? And I like rankings too. I, I know you, you think I hate them. When you rank the all-time quarterbacks in the National Football League, because today... Social media, would have you believe, 98% of people in the world think Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. When you rank it, can you, can you just mix in the winning, or is the winning an overwhelming factor? Winning titles is an overwhelming factor.
2: That's what I was going to ask you. Do I have to? Can I just do it on overall ability? Yes, because that,
1: that's how I did it. I did it. I, I have a mix. Like, it's hard. You know, if I wanted to go Burt Jones and Archie Manning, like, they, their team sucked. It's it's hard to say they're, you know, top 20 greatest of all time. You got to win a little bit. Like I like I can separate it. I'll give you a good example. Philip Rivers was and will forever be better than Eli Manning. Just was. He just was. So, the blend. The blend. I gave you my top 5. I see. Can it. I give you my top 5? Five? <clears throat> 5 is Joe Montana. 4 is Tom Brady. 3 And two are the, I think, the most skilled and talented quarterbacks of all time. And they won. Not as much as Brady. Three is Aaron Rodgers. Two is Peyton Manning. My number one is Patrick Mahomes. Even with just six years in the league, five years starting, he's the greatest of all time. And he will get to a point, he's not going to win seven. And he's not going to go to ten Super Bowls. But he'll get to a point where you're like, Hey, three three or four Super Bowl victories, that's pretty freaking good. So I have Brady fourth, and I really like Tom Brady, and I think, and from a longevity standpoint, what he did, I mean his numbers in his forties. No one, no one I'll say this. No one will ever do what Brady did a quarterback in his forties. Even Patrick Mahomes.
2: I have to ask you why Patrick Mahomes. Is it because because we talked about this two days ago in terms of what he's able (laughs) to do? It, yeah. it, everything that he's able to do is that what it is? It's just his capabilities. Is
1: you know, it's funny. Uh, before the at the ver- at the very beginning of the week, getting ready for the final four in the NFL, I had Mahomes ranked fourth because I thought he would be like seventy sixty percent going into that weekend. What I watched on the field, which was probably seventy five eighty percent, and then the fact that he got himself in a position to get a first down and then get whacked out of bounds—that was like that's legacy stuff. No, he Mahomes is. Awesome. If you go to any era, right, sure. and this is why Rodgers and, and, and Manning and Montana make it as well, and Montana's an all-time great winner, but you go to any era, I think the best test of a quarterback is hey, the organization is winning, and is he one of the guys at the end of a game in that era, if he gets the ball back with two minutes left, if you're the opposition, you're an opposing fan, do you just walk out? I did it, by the way, I did a walkout. I did a walkout a few years back when the Chiefs and the Patriots are going back and forth, right? We're at a bar, and Brady gets the ball back last, and we were next to a Patriots fan. We're rooting, believe it or not, we're rooting for the Chiefs, because that's how much you disliked the Patriots at the time. The We look over, myself and the SO, we're at the bar, we're watching this dramatic game. Brady gets the ball back with like a minute and ten seconds left, and we're like, congrats, good win, we'll see you. And he's like, it's not over yet. We walked right out the door. To me, that's one of the marks of the greatest quarterbacks ever, and that, that's why Montana's in there.
2: All right. Do you I, hate I, my list? No, no. I just wouldn't have Aaron Rodgers in there. I feel if you're going to put Aaron Rodgers in there, I could take him out and put John Elway in very easily. I think John Elway was a hybrid of old school and new school in terms of his medal, what he brought, his grit, his will to win his leadership abilities. I get what you're saying, winning and then what they do on the field. But there's also – we're talking about quarterbacks. We're talking about someone who can come in and command a huddle, that can come in and command the game, that can come in and command your troops, and that has an overall ability to run an offense on and off. And I think John Elway could replace Aaron Rodgers very easily. I get what you're saying when you said Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers, they both won, but Aaron Rodgers has won Super Bowl. So he hasn't proven that he can lead a franchise. That's why I'm I, I'm laughing. about everybody's going, okay, bring Rogers in. He'll be back with Devontae. He was with Devontae. He had all those years. He had plenty of chances. They all in. What do you do? So he's not the answer. I don't think he's go get someone young. Go get someone better. I could replace Rogers. I could go with four. Your four of those five and put Elway in. I just I find it hard to do the whole one through because. They bring different aspects to 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 what the you know to the field. And, you know, if you're just going to go off of physical ability and winning, you have to go to with Brady and Montana. If you're going with what you're saying, the whole package, I I got no pro- I wouldn't dispute you on Mahomes because you could argue for days your argument. I think when it comes to rankings like this, when you're talking about eras and goats, I don't think anybody's wrong. I think because in your own house, you're right.
0: Coffield Company
3: on ESPN Las Vegas.
1: East West Shrine game goes down tomorrow. East West Shrine Bowl, 98th edition at Allegiant, 530 kickoff. Today was a great media day. These guys have been in town practicing, working with the NFL scouts, college experts. Really cool experience. And, of course, getting to meet the kids who have uh, been treated by Shriners Hospitals for Children. One of those guys is Dorian Thompson-Robinson, hometown hero, Bishop Gorman, on to UCLA. Had a monster year in the uh, Bruins resurgence this year. Uh, Willie was out there at the big media day this morning and caught up with one DTR. All
2: right, we are joined on co-fielding company by the one and only Dorian Thompson-Robinson, DTR back in his hometown. Dorian, thanks for joining us today. Taking a few minutes.
3: Oh, yeah. No, thank you for having me. For Sure. Big career
2: at UCLA, obviously, coming out of Bishop Gorman. You got to be excited, uh, first
3: and foremost, to be playing
2: for your hometown
3: crowd. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think I'm going to have over 100 people coming to the game tomorrow. So uh, it's going to be a pretty big crowd. And, uh, yeah, I'm for sure definitely excited to put on the show tomorrow.
2: Dory, you know, there's there's been so many sort it's been so somewhat of a roller coaster, but mm-hmm. it, it's all it's always been, a, I would say, on an ascension. There was a couple of bumps in your in your collegiate career, but the one thing you never did was lose focus. Um, Chip Kelly never lost confidence in you. You never lost lost confidence in in the program. Um, how do you summarize your collegiate career?
3: Yeah, I think it's uh you know obviously not kind of what I imagined, but um, it's everything that I could have. Asked for, I think, uh, you know, being able to prepare me for all different situations, um, all those adverse situations have helped me so much in my career um, and will propel me, you know, further in life than I'll ever imagine. Um, And, you know, you know, God works in mysterious ways. And, you know, I couldn't be more happy to how my career ended, for sure.
2: When you think about... You know, just the the names that you surpassed throughout your career, year by year, game by game, especially this year, up the UCLA records charts. Did you ever, after each game and or when you'd break a new record, did you sort of just sit back in awe, or did you try to just take it in stride? How did you approach that and, and sort of soak it all up with the names that you surpassed?
3: Yeah, I think uh, you know, before the season, um, looking at the goals and the and the stats and the record books. Um, I I knew I had a pretty good idea of of what I could break and and, and the things I could go after Um, but once the season got around it was all about winning all about the team Uh, and I knew if I did that you know everything else would fall into place and take care of itself so um, you know I'm, I'm super happy and super blessed to to be able to break those records but at the same time you know it was it was even more fun to just be out there with my guys again for one last hoorah so
2: some of the guys that have gone through the program at, at Bishop Gorman with you there, you know, uh, most notably Brevin Jordan. He's already there, a close friend of yours, right? Your both of your mothers are, are, are tight. Um, for you, it, it was a matter of patience and knowing the right time. Finishing your college career for several reasons, but do you feel at this point that like are, are you are you pleased with how? that you kind of kept the course the way you wanted it. You called your shots, um, sort of went out on your accord, and now you're preparing for the NFL all on your accord?
3: 100%, 100%. Um, You know, that decision I had to make last year at the end of the year um, to be able to go back or or to leave for the NFL uh, was all up to my decision. Um, You know, obviously I had some some close friends and close contacts to be able to ask advice from, but at the end of the day, I had to make that decision, and, uh, you know, I think that worked out pretty well for me. And, uh, you know, super proud of myself just to be able to to, to sail the ship, even though uh, at times it didn't seem like it was going to keep going. And, uh, you know, I'm super blessed with how things worked out for sure.
2: Um, growing up, yeah, I mean, you're a student of the game. You played in, 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 in some of the top youth leagues here in town, uh, or the youth programs. I believe it was the Falcons hit squad, right? Then on to Gorman, UCLA. But as you get older and as you grow in this sport, you pay attention to games like this, right? The East West Shrine Bowl, the other all star games in college, in the NFL, the Pro Bowl, the Super Bowl, so on and so forth. This has been around for a long time and it has such a meaning outside of football. What does it mean for you to not only be playing in the East West Shrine Bowl, but to play it in your hometown?
3: Yeah, man, it means everything to me. Um, I was super blessed to be able to be given this opportunity. Um, by the by, the Shrine Bowl and their committee. Um, you know, they invited me out last year, and uh, obviously, I didn't accept it. But uh, coming back to school, so you know, just being able to take advantage of this whole week, um, it's been super cool to be able to be coached by the Patriots and, and Coach Belichick and his staff. Um, and I've already learned so much just from being here in just a week's time. So, uh, just just super blessed and uh, excited to see where things go from here. So, have you have you gave it much thought? Now, we don't know who
2: the Raiders are drafting. Tom Brady announces his retirement. Not sure if they're going to go after Aaron Rodgers. Some speculate they may wait till later in the draft. We don't know where you're speculated to go. Have you thought about wearing silver and black and starring for the home team? Mm
3: -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, I've, I've met with their scouts. Uh, here at the Shrine Bowl and, and being able to talk to them and, and for them to be able to pick my brain and, and see what kind of quarterback I am and, and my mental makeup. So, um, yeah, man, I would, I would definitely love the opportunity to come back home uh, and, be a, and be somewhat of a hometown hero and, uh, you know, be able to put on that black and silver for sure.
2: All right, joining us again, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. If you're coming to the game, don't look for number one. He's wearing number two in the black jersey that, uh, for this uh, all-star game of the top seniors from college football. Dorian, we thank you for joining us on Coalfield and Company, ShrineBowl.com. Don't forget to get you tickets. Proceeds go to the Shriners Children's and the Shriners Hospitals. DTR, thanks for joining us.
3: Hey, thank you so much, man. And, and uh, go Bruins,
1: baby. Oh, wow. The go Bruins there at the end. Very, sure. very nice. How cool is that for you? As you mentioned, you've covered this kid since <laughs> he was really young. You're familiar with the family. It's, yeah. uh, it's really neat to see a guy have a, a good college career and a great final year. And now is the... Next step in the journey, you know, same as same as all the others. Like, right? hey, hey, what's going to happen to DTR along the way? And we don't know what's going to happen in the NFL, but he's got a shot.
2: Yeah, it was it was uh, it was neat. I, um, our boys uh, Mateo and Angel were out there, so they were taking pictures every time Q or myself brought someone over to the tent. So I immediately sent pictures to uh, Dorian's mother, Melva. And uh, she was like, gosh, I love that. And when I tweeted out that we were going to run the interview, she quoted and said, these two go way back. And we do. You know what I mean? I met him when he was a sophomore. Started covering him heavy when he was a junior. And I'll tell you something that's always stood out. I've told this story, Steve. When when they were playing uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, and that was a game. Is it Aquinas? Aquinas? I can't remember. From Florida. The powerhouse Aquinas. Michael Irvin was there. And he's on the sidelines. And we're standing there because it was me, Damon Siders from the Review-Journal, and 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 Michael Irving, because we're following the plays as he's going. And uh, so we, he just, we just started BSing because he could tell we're with media, right? And saw our credential. And uh, Bubba Bolton's flying. You know, he's making plays. Tate Martell. But he looks at him. He goes, hey, uh, if I'm not mistaken, isn't the wide receiver, the backup to Tate, isn't he like an unbelievable quarterback? I heard that he's unreal. And I just looked at him. And I was like, is Dorian Thompson right? He goes, Yeah. So I'll <laughs> never forget that and then next, the following year you know with with Gorman he he leads him to state and then goes to UCLA puts in his time all-time passing leader there so yeah to interview him in, in what is going to be his final college game in his home stadium was uh, was very cool when I when I grabbed him from behind he did um to grab for the interview he turned around just big smile big hug you know I gave him crap cuz I was like hey man you know it used to be a time when I'd get a text back he goes my phone has been blowing up. So I'm sure everybody's been wanting to get a piece of them and, and spend some time with them since we've been back. But we got to share, you know, a little bit of time before the interview and after, and it was really cool.
1: Ninety eighth edition of the East West Shrine Game goes down tomorrow right here in Vegas. Five thirty kickoff ticket start at just nineteen bucks plus fees. All of the proceeds go to the Shriners hospital for children. So Get the tickets. Ticketmaster.com. Get out to the game tomorrow night. You get to watch a hometown hero in Dorian Thompson-Robinson and contribute to a great cause. Again, Ticketmaster.com for the tickets. It's at the Owl.
0: Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. studio.
1: Man, oh man, football in the brain. Big football week in Las Vegas. Willie, Cofield, Cofield and Company. East West Shrine game. Pro Bowls. Check that. Pro Bowl games. I got to get this name right. Pro Bowl games in town. We got Super Bowl right around the corner. Today's signing day. Late signing day in college football. We'll get into that a little later. And don't forget about high school football, Willie. Because we had a recent hire of another hometown hero. This is pretty big news, and uh, we want to talk a little NFL with him as well.
2: Former Cheyenne star, and then, of course, he went on to California, played in the NFL. Now the new head coach at Centennial, DJ Campbell. DJ, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: I believe you just got out. I think I believe you just had the boys working already, right? The weight room? Or... Yeah.
0: Yeah, we just finished in the weight room. Um Maybe about like fifteen minutes ago, fifteen twenty minutes ago. So the boys just got some got some good work in. So just trying to get things going.
2: You you, you bring in some of that Cheyenne Northtown flavor over to Centennial, which you already had as an assistant, but now it's your program.
0: Oh yeah, oh most definitely. There's a there's a different swagger, different attitude we had at Cheyenne, and <laughs> I'm definitely bringing that over to over to Centennial. Yeah. Never never forget my roots.
2: Now I can't remember. Now, who was your head coach at Cheyenne? You were you were you were after GP, correct?
0: I was with. Uh, so my first head coach there was uh, was Dave Snyder. Okay, my so, freshman yeah, year, yeah. and then um, and then uh, and then Charles Anthony took over.
2: Okay, and 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 Snyder uh, Coach Snyder, his he has family roots in this town, but of course uh, the groundwork laid at Cheyenne High School, the legacy left by the late great George Perry, and uh, yep. so many so many remnants th- throughout this city. Um, but DJ, uh so um got just let's let's start with in terms of the um uh, I gotta ask you to tie everything together as a now a high school coach, uh UNLV has a new coach in Barry Odom. His first big move here in Las Vegas, big statement that he made was that him and his staff were gonna hit Every single high school. They want to make sure that every single high school football player knows that UNLV cares and will be recruiting. Um as I know that you recently were named head coach, but have you felt his presence in, in your in your um in your estimation, like how important is that? I know you were recruited by UNLV. Yep. Oh
0: um, man, it's it's and I'm glad that he's making a concerted effort to really recruit the home. Yeah, there, man, there, there's a lot of talent out here that that goes overlooked just because we're in Vegas, right? So, so, um, and actually, one of our school social workers, who's also one of our uh, my assistants on staff, played uh, played at Missouri with him. Okay, um, so 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 we have connections there, and then um, and then you know uh, the tight end coach Nate Longshore. We played together at Cal. He was our quarterback um, when we had, like, Deshaun Jackson and Marshawn Lynch and Justin Forsett, at Best. He was our quarterback, so I have a connection there with him as well. But um, And there's actually a lot of kids who want to stay home. They would love to play for the hometown team and, you know, try and build uh, a yeah. program. I he's making the effort to, to try and reach out to our communities.
1: By the way, do you ever expect uh, Longshore to turn up a little later in his career as a coach at uh, probably he looks like an offensive lineman. I actually just sat down with him today during the <laughs> recruiting special. I mean, he's
0: not fat. He's just a massive human being. He's a big dude. Yeah. He's just a big dude, but Nate was Nate was always big even when we were in college. But I can definitely see Nate being being a coach because Nate Nate was always a cerebral type of guy. So to, you know, dissect defenses and you know, come together with plays and stuff. And even before he was at UNLV, he was uh, he was calling plays at Faith Lutheran. Our whole staff was like, "Man, I really like I, I like the way that he calls plays." And it's not surprising. Like I said, I play with. him.
2: Speaking with Centennial High School Coach DJ Campbell, newly named uh, head coach. So, DJ, I was out at the Shrine Bowl media day today. Um, had a chance to catch up with someone you're familiar with i'm i'm sure being being that you were here in town uh dorian thompson robinson and 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 yeah and and a lot you know a lot of young talent talented players but with the uh, the shrine bowl um it it it's such a special event in town will you have some of your players or have, have they expressed interest just to kind of make them aware? Of what it's all about, because there's a lot of the guys that I interviewed today. They expressed the gratitude of sort of being humbled by learning about Shriners Children, Shriners Hospital. I'm sorry,
0: say that last part again. You cut out a little
2: bit. The uh, just the the uh, I, I, some of the guys that I interviewed today, I was I was very impressed with how they. They came across very humbled by learning about what the Shriners Children's, the Shriners Hospital, is all about. It's right. sort of the kind of message right. that you want to lend to your players, a leader of men. Right? You're growing. You're teaching and, and, and coaching young men and football players. Second.
0: Absolutely. Um, I had my I held my first player meeting on on um, on Monday, and that was that was the message that was driven is. Is it's not all about X's and O's. It's not about wins and losses in football. Like my program is based off of building and developing young men to be to be to be better young men. You know, positive influences in the community and having them exposed to things that will help them become um, better young men. So you know, like you said, like the the, the significance of the Shriners and and the East West Shrine Game. It's not just about like you know the the opportunity to play against some of the best of the best, like there's there's a true meaning behind it, and to have the opportunity to 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 be a part of that is special, and it's not something to take for granted. Which is the game of football, you know. We can see, as we've seen in recent in you know recent weeks, it can be taken away from you at any point in time. Um, so just to be just to be thankful and just to be grateful for the opportunities that you're that you're given to be able to play the game of football, let alone play in the, the the shrine game is, is something that I'm trying to get across to to my players about just being thankful and being grateful for opportunities.
2: Today is the first day of black history month. Two of the most uh, polarizing figures in the NFL will uh, set history in a couple of weeks when they become the first two starting black quarterbacks in a Super bowl. Um, And you know, you 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 went through a traumatizing situation as, as a young man. Um, we don't need to get into that on the air. I mean, it, involving your mother, but the but the bottom line is, DJ, you're also above and beyond young men. There's got to be a pride in that. You're also teaching and coaching young black men in in a mm-hmm. in a time and age in which you know it just seems like every every era, every decade, we we hope to get past certain things, but it doesn't seem that we get over those hurdles. How much do you take in, sort of? It, to heart and in pride that I'm also teaching young black men and how important I need to sort of you know coach teach and 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 raise them if you will for 6 to 8 hours a day as teacher and coach.
0: Well, first and foremost, one of the things and as as blunt as it sounds, I have to let them know that unfortunately no one cares. No one cares about no one cares about the struggles that you're going through, you know, as long as you're continuing to, to fight to be a better person, no one's going to feel sorry for you, you know? No one, going, no one felt sorry, or I didn't want people to feel sorry for me for the way that I grew up. Like, you know, you guys, have, you guys know my backstory. you know, with, with my mother and, and everything that happened when I was a young kid, but I didn't want, I didn't want the pity parties. I wanted the struggles. I wanted the, the obstacles because it was going to make me a better person. And so regardless of what these young boys of color are going through, the sun is still going to come up tomorrow, you know, regardless of what our situations are. So we have to continue to strive to be to be better. And unfortunately, we have to work that much harder, you know, but we can't we can't use our unfortunate circumstances or whatever as a crutch. You know, we have to we have to use that to, to, to propel us to be better young men. Better fathers, better, better husbands, better, you know, sons. I was preaching that to the football team today. We don't quit, regardless of how much it hurts, you know, regardless of our situation. We don't quit because at the end of the day, I can't quit on my, I can't quit on my wife, I can't quit on my kids, I can't quit on my tests. You know, I, I, I have to find something to keep me going, whether it's one reason or whether it's ten reasons. I have to keep going, and especially to do that with. You know, young young men of color. I know Coach Anthony poured that into us at, in the Cheyenne community, and that's he's one of my inspirations. And when I got into coaching with Coach Anthony, Hunky Cooper is another one. You know, I talked I talked to Hunky on Saturday about the you know the opportunity to be the head coaching. You know, his basic message was was coach him hard but love him up, and that's what I'm going to do with with any of my kids, whether they're black, white, whatever it is, but especially. Especially the ones who are who are minority because, you know, we may get the short end of the stick, but that doesn't mean that I can't I can't continue to pour into you so that you can be great. So
1: DJ Campbell's with us here on Cofield and Company. Hometown Hero played at Cheyenne, went on to Cal, played in the NFL with the Panthers, the Dolphins, the Niners, the Cardinals. Couple of NFL questions before we get you out of here. First of all, who's that, gonna win the Super Bowl? Is it Eagles or Chiefs?
0: I got Philly, man. I got Philly. Um I think that I think that they're both very evenly matched, but that 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 Eagles run game is something special right now. That that run game is special, and that defense is on a whole nother level. Um, I kind of see this Super Bowl as as Kansas City versus Tampa. Honestly, uh, when Tampa's defense kind of you know let Mahomes really have it, I see this the same way. I just think that this is this is Philly's year.
1: DJ, how crazy is today? We got about forty-five seconds left. We were talking about Tom Brady retiring. You played in the middle mm-hmm. of you play. You played in the middle or th- the middle of Tom
0: Brady's yep. career. I mean, what, how, how this guy played twenty plus years. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, if it's, <laughs> it's, he, he's part not human, yeah. Because because the the stuff that he does, the longevity that he has, is like unheard of. You know. But, again, he's a cerebral. I, I don't know. I'm glad he's retiring. Let's yeah. just say that. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad he's retiring because it's time to hang it up because it makes me feel even bad. Like, he's still going, and I was in the middle of his his prime. So, I'm <laughs> glad he's hanging it up.
1: Well, congrats on the new job. This is uh, great for you and the kids of the community. Thank you for the time, and let's get you on soon. We'll talk some more uh, high school football, college recruiting, in the NFL. Thank you.
0: Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me.
1: There he is, D.J. Campbell, former safety, played at Cheyenne, now coaching, the head coach at Centennial, and like I said, was with uh, the Cardinals, the Niners, the Dolphins, and the Panthers was at Cal, so cross paths on multiple occasions with the tight end coach for UNLV, Nate Longshore. Pretty cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Wealth of knowledge.
2: Uh, D.J., you know what? He is a really, really great guy. When, when football players that would come back and do camps here, clinics, NFL players that – he would, he would automatic. He was. You could always guarantee he was going to volunteer. He's just. He's just such a good-hearted person. He, you know what? I mean, right up there. I put him right up there with Vernon. And you know how I feel about Vernon Fox.
1: Yeah, Vernon Fox. Yep. Uh, part of the big week this week around town includes the running rebels back in town. They got a big win last night. It's their third straight against Colorado State. Now they look for another revenge spot. Eight o'clock on Friday night against Fresno State. It is free tuition night. UNLV is going to give away free tuition to one lucky student. The way they do it is awesome. President Whitfield goes out on the court and uses the T-shirt gun and just fires it out into the student section. So they got that going on. Free T-shirts to the uh, first 500 people there. Rebel Fest out front is going on as well. Fresno, UNLV, 8 o'clock start on Friday.